Welcome to Main Menu for the week of October 10 through October 16, 2014. I'm your host, David Tanner, and we are very pleased to have you with us here today on Main Menu. Hope you're having an enjoyable fall wherever you may be. The weather is starting to turn already in parts of the country, and the leaves are falling, and the leaves are turning color, and all kinds of things that are telling us we're getting into that season of the year where it's going to start getting cooler out in. So if you're in an area where it's starting to get cool hope you're enjoying it if you're in an area that's still warm well good for you and we hope you're enjoying it and having a great fall well today on main menu we have two main features we're going to start with managing director of acb radio larry turnbold is going to be interviewing matthew genesoskis from humanware about the latest update to the firmware in the victor reader stream version 4.4 of the software is uh, what they're going to be talking about and they're going to be telling you a bit about the major features and uh, all of the new things in this newest release of the Victor Reader stream. And then our second segment is Mr. Scott Davert and Scott is going to be talking to us and demonstrating for us the latest upgrade of Skype for iOS and he's going to demonstrate the different features in the app and how it works with voiceover and i think you'll find that to be quite an interesting demonstration if you're interested in skype and uh, scott does a real nice job of taking us through and showing us all the major features and how they work with voiceover well the latest in technology well let's see coming up this coming week on the 16th of october i understand that apple has announced they're going to have another one of their big events and going to be announcing some new products and everybody is anxious to find out what those are and uh, there have been some rumors around but we won't discuss it because who knows we could be all the way off base and we wouldn't want to uh, uh, tell people something and then find out that it was wrong now would we we wouldn't want to surprise you with something that isn't going to be there to surprise you okay also for those of you who are ios device users uh, iphone ipad itouch just wanted to mention to you if you have updated your device to iOS 8 which just came out recently you may be interested in knowing that you can get free copies of the manuals of iOS 8 with your for your particular device in the iBook store so if you have the iBook store app on your device all you really need to do is go there to the app and log in and do a search for iOS 8 and you'll get a list of books that are available and among those you will find the iOS book for iPhone you'll find the iOS book for 8 book for iPad and the iOS 8 book for iTouch and you can download all three of those if you want or download the one just for your device and these books are completely free they're very accessible with voiceover where it reads very nicely with voiceover and they give you 
uh, about all uh, that you could want to know about how to use iOS 8 with your particular device. Well, we're going to go ahead now and get right on into today's program. We hope you have a good week. We'll see you back here next week on Main Menu. Hi, I'm Chase Crispin. We are currently looking for listeners who are willing to review any type of accessible technology for us here on Main Menu. If you are interested in doing a review of a product that you own, or an interview with its vendor, then please contact us and let us know what you're interested in doing. Before you begin to record a segment, it is important to contact us so that we can ensure that it hasn't already been covered on our program. To get in contact with us, please send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org and let us know what demonstration or interview you would like to do. Once you have completed your recording, please again send an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org and let us know how we might get the file from you and if it will need any further editing. We can get files from you in any method such as SendSpace or Dropbox, any way that works for you. Once we receive your file, we will let you know when it will be aired on Main Menu. Presentations from our listeners are always interesting and well received by the rest of the listeners, so if this interests you, please get in touch with us. Thank you for your interest, and we look forward to hearing from you on the show very soon. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another edition of ACB Radio's Main Menu. With me is Matthew Janusowskis of Humanware, and today we're going to be talking about the new VictorStream 4.4 update. So, hello, Matthew. Hi, Larry. Thanks for having me back. Great. It's always good to have you on here when anything new from Humanware comes out. So, what new features do we have with the 4.4 update? Well, some of the listeners uh, that were at the convention this year got a preview, for sure. We started showing some of the early stuff uh, in July, so that's when we really uh, took, took the veil away, per se. And we, we did that because we knew we'd need a little bit of time to uh, get through the beta process and so on, but it was such a good opportunity to meet face-to-face and get some early feedback. So for some of those people, it's not necessarily breaking news is why I'm saying that, but for others, uh, perhaps it is. So Stream 4.4 is another free update for the stream, just like uh, always. And the, this one consists of uh, two major features and then a smaller set of things as we usually try to do, some bug fixes and some little added uh, usability features, let's call them. So the two major features, uh, the first is podcast uh, support. So I know that some players have had uh, what they call podcasting support for some time now, uh, but when you dig into the details, that usually means uh, going and finding an actual um, address. If your users are familiar with how it works in the background, you need an actual uh, address for the feed itself. You have to find those. You have to use a PC to uh, import it onto your player somehow before you can get up and running and use podcasts the way it's intended to be used, which is new stuff gets created online and magically comes to your player. That's a lot to do to uh, get to that stage. So we took our time. We really wanted to do this right and to provide an experience where someone could manage the uh, experience directly on the player itself and not have to use the PC at all. That was a, a request we heard loud and clear. 
So the way in which we've done uh, podcast support on the stream, uh, just as we always do, we try to make sure that the um, if you're it's, if you're an existing stream uh, user, whenever we add features, we try to take great care to make sure that if at all possible, the idea is that you'll already basically know how to use it as soon as we give it to you through an update. So what I mean by that is things like uh, stream users are familiar with having an online bookshelf for each type of content. So you're just pressing key one and you would have Bookshare and uh, you'd have internet radio and now you'll have podcasts as a bookshelf. And what's on that bookshelf is uh, ways that you can search uh, the internet for podcasts. You can do a text search by the name if you know it. Um, we have a category search so you can make it to make it easy for you to find something new to listen to if you might not know specifically what you want, but you know a topic of interest. And then uh, similar to what we did in Internet Radio um, in the last update, we've uh, we also put on the device uh, something we call humanware suggested podcast feeds. And that's not intended to be like a advertising or a uh, an endorsement kind of channel. It, it, not, not at all. The idea is that um, while somebody might be getting up to speed and learning how to work with podcasts and how to subscribe and what all of that means and how to search, especially if maybe they're new to the multi-tap uh, on the keypad. The idea is just to give you a short list of some things of interest, either like uh, um, public radio news sources or uh, things of uh, interest, blindness uh, specific, um, things like ACB radio main menu would be a good thing for that list. So that's just a short list where you can very easily browse, see if something's of interest, and you just uh, subscribing to a feed in the stream is as simple as pressing the confirm key. So it uh, it doesn't get any easier than that. And then your subscribe feeds just appear on your uh, on this new bookshelf, and uh, then you have podcasts the way it was meant to be. As new uh, episodes are published on the internet, uh, the stream sees them and just downloads them to your player. And it does so in the background, I should also add. So while you're listening to a book or doing something else, you can uh, have podcasts downloading in the background. And we've introduced uh, a notification system so that you'll know when uh, something comes in and it can be configured. They can play a little beep and say podcast, uh, new podcast download completed or something like that. And you'll know it's waiting on your bookshelf. So how often does it check for these podcasts? Can the users adjust how often it would... Uh check for them like every hour, every two hours, once a day or something like that. We, we manage that um, in the background. Um, the, the idea here, as I said, to make it uh, as easy and hands-off as possible, you won't find a lot of configuration options. You'll find uh, the ability to determine how many um, podcasts, uh, you know, when you when you first subscribe, how many of the latest episodes that the stream will go out and download. And then from then on, uh, similar to another uh, iTunes or other clients, it, that same setting determines how many episodes the stream will keep. And as it gets a new one, it'll get rid of the older ones, kind of hands off. So in the same way, Larry, the, um, the idea wasn't to get, give you all these options to decide if you want it to check every 30 minutes or every hour or so on. So what happens is whenever you first uh, turn on your stream, for sure, and you go to any of the online uh, bookshelves the streams checking them uh, for sure for new content and then as long as the stream is powered on we're periodically checking depending uh, on what other things you're doing for example if you're listening to an internet active internet radio stream we would check less often to make sure that we're not uh, going to interrupt your audio or do something like that whereas if you're just reading a uh, already downloaded um, bookshare book or something we'll check more often probably every 30 minutes i believe it is but the idea is that the user doesn't need to know that for sure as soon as you turn on your stream we're definitely checking for any any uh, new um, content on all of your feeds every time Great. Okay. So, and I guess the other feature is it barred? 
Yes. Yes, you've added there. That's, uh, I think, the biggest one of all. Last but certainly not least. I always talk about podcasts first just to, uh, since it's of interest to all of our uh, uh, users, even outside of the U.S. We're certainly uh, not um, uh, any less excited about NLS, for sure, quite the contrary, but it is uh, only of interest to people within the U.S., or U.S. citizens, I should say, that are eligible for NLS. So a lot of what we just talked about with um, podcast uh, applies here, for sure. The idea of that uh, if you know how to use a stream, you'll already know how to use NLS Bard. The point about uh, we heard uh, very clearly from users that they wanted us to um, take our time and to do this in a way that would allow them to not have to use the PC at all, to have to search for and download their books and to unzip them and to transfer them to SD cards and all of that stuff that used to be necessary. And it's been a long time coming, so we were absolutely delighted to uh, um, have received uh, word from NLS uh, earlier this summer to give us what we needed to uh, implement the feature. And so uh, a lot of parallels to the way podcasting is done. So the you've got your bookshelf for NLS Bard, and you have uh, multiple search criteria. So you can do, um, you've got the, just like uh, for people that are familiar with using um, the Bard website, you know, the, the only search box basically on the, your account when you're logged in is the one that's labeled search the collection. That's exactly what you'll find on your stream. So the idea is you can type in anything there that uh, you could type on the website. So you could type part of the title or the author's last name or something in a series name or what have you, and it'll uh, come up in the results. And one thing that uh, we didn't have working when I uh, was giving the preview in convention was we also wanted to uh, make sure if, uh, to support both the um, what most of the users are probably more familiar with, the, uh, the recorded audio um, books from NLS, but also the web braille um, content since we have the ability to read electronic braille files and have had that for some time on the stream. So uh, the feature can be used to download both uh, and especially since um, the collections are, can, can contain quite different content. It's not uh, it's not in parity at all. So you could find unique things that are only available in braille or uh, in the recorded audio. So the stream supports both. So then uh, for what you have besides the searching by uh, the keywords is the same thing. Uh, there's a category list. I believe it's over 100 different categories you can search for, similar to what you could on the website. And uh, something that's uh, interesting, the unique to NLS BART is the wish list feature, if users are uh, familiar with that. So just like you could always um, add, a, you could uh, either download a book that you find when you're on the PC, or you can mark it and add it to your wish list just to keep track of for later. Um, we have access to the wish list um, uh, through the mechanism that we use, so it's always uh, synchronized. So if you'd added stuff on the PC six months ago, um, right on your stream, you can browse your wish list and see those books right away, and uh, just press confirm to download them. Or when you're searching on your stream. Uh, uh, you can uh, add something to your wish list just by pressing the bookmark key up in the top right of the player. So you can manage it uh, on both sides very easily. And then uh, the info key, I didn't mention it in um, the podcast, but this applies to both also. A really useful feature is when you're um, either browsing for feeds or once you, you're subscribed and you're getting episodes or in uh, this discussion for NLS as you're searching for NLS books, you can always press the where am I, the key number five on the keypad, and if it's a podcast feed, uh, the stream will read you the description that's in the XML feed for the podcast. If it's a podcast episode, it'll read you the attached, uh, people I guess call the show notes or uh, that content that's available. And NLS, it'll read you the same information that you would find if you searched on the website. So you've got your book synopsis and the uh, length and the narrator and so on. So it's really great. You basically can 
have access to all the same information you could on a PC, but uh, without needing to use one. That's great. So when they go in, of course, they would have to enter in their login information to connect up with Bard. But then once uh, that's done, everything would just come in like the podcast do, right? That's correct. You only have to do it one time, and uh, you have two options. You can do that directly on the stream, of course, to put in uh, Bard uses email addresses for your username and your passwords. You can use the multi-tap on the keypad to do that. Or uh, we're about to release another uh, free update to the Humanware Companion software for the PC, and it has a a tool that we've added. So if you've got a a long email address like mine for uh, Humanware or something, uh, some users might find it easier. You can enter your credentials credentials on the companion and it'll put a, a file on your SD card that you can uh, import your settings that way. And then once it's done, they're, they're there forever. Great. Are, they, are there any other uh, features in 4.4 that uh, we haven't talked about yet? Um, there's some small things, as I said, some uh, bug fixes along the way. Users are great about letting us know that things have uh, been happening. So I think users should see some improvements uh, uh, if you'd reported something before um, significant, it's probably fixed in this point. Um, we did some changes to the multi-tap input, um, some small enhancements. We tried to make it easier. So like if you're repeating a search, you're trying to refine it. Like if it's Wikipedia and you don't get the uh, results you're w- wanting, we've tried to improve that experience. So now um, instead of when you press the rewind key to backspace, it doesn't erase the whole field. It only does one character at a time, and you can press and hold the rewind key to clear the entire field. Um, one that I've received uh, by far the most um, positive feedback about, it's, it sounds like a small thing, but users are really happy, is uh, we gave you a shortcut. Um, you know, in the, the info, when you press key zero, you've always had the information about the book you're reading and the stream uh, itself, its serial number and the battery status and so on. So now uh, from anywhere in the interface, you can just uh, press and hold the confirm key, the pound sign, and the stream will give you just a very short uh, status message of uh, your current battery status and your download activity. So it could tell you that your battery is at 50% and you have uh, one NLS book it's 50% downloaded and one podcast in the queue coming next. You can get all of that just by pressing and holding confirm from anywhere. So that's kind of a uh, uh, a quick tour of what's in Stream 4.4. It was released in uh, early August, so it's available. Most of your users already have it. The uh, stream, whenever it's connected uh, to Wi-Fi, it's, uh, it's always checking for updates. So many users would have already been told uh, by their stream instead of waiting for an email announcement or something from HumanWare. Uh, their stream would have told them there's an update available, and uh, you can download and install it uh, right over the air. Yeah, that's a real nice feature. You don't have to worry about hooking it up to other computers or other devices to perform these updates. So is there anything else uh, new from HumanWare? Yeah, what I'll mention is... um. Uh... Either by the time that this um, the show airs, or shouldn't be too long after that, Larry. Um, what we'll do, since we didn't do an actual demonstration here, I don't think that Skype would do it justice uh, holding a stream up to a headset or whatever. But uh, what, what we'll have is um, uh, we, we have we've got two um, demonstrations or 
hesitate to call them tutorials. That sounds intimidating. It, it really is a little bit of each. It's it's basically a walkthrough of both of the podcasts and NLS Bard. So those will be uh, available on the Humanware website, or if people watch uh, Humanware's Facebook or Twitter, will announce there when the when they're posted as well. Each one's twenty some minutes, and it just takes you through all of the uh, both how to set up podcasts and NLS and then how to do some searches and to use, uh, to use the features to copy things we didn't even talk about today um, copying a book from the streams internal memory to the SD card and basically everything that's supported is uh, demonstrated on how to do it and those two audio pieces so those should be on the website uh, very soon that's great I know the listeners will definitely be looking forward to that so for those of those listeners that may have just tuned in or heard this for the first time, how do they get in touch if they have any questions or any um, concerns about anything related to these products? Sure. So uh, we just uh, mentioned humanware.com. Uh, the support section of the website is where you would find uh, these audio files uh, once they're available. And uh, the, if you'd like to uh, get in touch with us directly, the best ways to do that um, uh, for technical support, you can call us toll free in the U.S. and Canada, 800-722-3393. And if you just have a uh, more of an informational question or um, a suggestion for the product or those types of things where you're not needing actual someone to work with you on support, um, you can just send an email uh, if you prefer, and the address is support at humanware.com. Excellent. Um, so is there anything else you would like to talk about in this uh, segment? No, I think that about does it for uh, Stream 4.4. Uh, it's been a long time coming, and we're just really happy to have it uh, out there in everyone's hands. And from what I've seen uh, from uh, the social networks and the mailing lists and so on, there, it's really been uh, received well. And even some face-to-face -face, uh, conversations I've had, people... I think uh, two things, Larry, it's pretty rewarding because um, NLS for sure, there's a lot of people that because of what was involved to do the process manually, um, they want the benefits of downloading and getting um, content without having to wait for their cartridges to come in the mail and so on. But So being able to, uh, for those users to do that without the challenges uh, inherent in the process on the PC is great. And the same thing with the podcasting, it's um, by doing it in the way that I described earlier, it really seems to have made Made it a lot more um, accessible to uh, a wider audience. And what I mean by that is I've had uh, more than one um, story sent my way of someone that always heard about this thing about getting podcasts and so on and they sort of knew what it meant uh, but as far as getting it set up and what does it mean when I subscribe and how do I do that with my device and so on it, it's really taken a lot of the uh, the technical out of the equation and just made it as simple as tell your stream what you'd like to hear and make it as simple as possible for you to get content brought directly to you. So that's what we're hearing um, in the uh, in the last uh, month or so from having it out in the field. So I uh, encourage people to get their hands on it and uh, we'll look forward to receiving your feedback as always. All right. Thanks for coming on to Main Menu to talk about all these great new features and we definitely look forward to having you on again when other new products come out it is my pleasure larry thanks a lot welcome to this demonstration of skype for ios this is version 5.4.0 it was released on september 4th of 2014 I figure I better make that discrepancy in case something changes or gets updated and 
you're listening to this and you're like, wait, mine doesn't look like that at all. So uh, if it doesn't, you're running a different version. I'm running an iPhone 5 with iOS 7.1.2. And of course, I'm using VoiceOver because I figure that if I'm going to demo something with VoiceOver, it's probably important to be actually using VoiceOver. I know that might be kind of a stretch, but anyway, let's go ahead and get right into the demonstration. I have Skype loaded in my app switcher. I'll go ahead and bring that up now. App switcher. Messages. Skype. Running. Skype. My info. Offline. Button. So that's the first thing you're going to see if you aren't already logged in. Of course, if you're not logged in, you'll have to do so. That is an accessible process, whether you want to use a Microsoft account or a Skype account. In this case, it happens to be a Skype account, but it's really not going to make much of a difference. Let's go ahead and explore the screen. As you heard there in the upper left corner is the My Info and then your status, and that's a button. I'll go ahead and keep flicking to the right now. Four new notifications. If I double tap on that, nothing will happen. It just tells you simply how many notifications you have that are new. Selected. Recent. Button. That is the button that is selected right now. Recent. Favorites. Button. People. Button. And then if you keep flicking right from this point onward, you'll see that we have the history of things that have happened most recently. That's why it's called the recent. Aplevis. Michael Hansen. Participants were added or removed. 5.42 p.m. And that was me messing around with a group chat earlier. And as you keep flicking right, you'll see that you continue to get history items, whether they're phone calls, chat messages, voice messages, whatever the case may be. I'll go ahead and go back to the upper left corner. My info. Offline. Button. And it says I'm offline. Uh, that's the status that I have set to. So I'll go ahead and double tap. Back. Button. But that's not the only thing in this menu, although you can adjust your online status from here. There are other things you can do. I'll start flicking to the right. Scott. That's me. Can't do anything with that, but it's there. Change profile picture. Button. Feel free to explore that one on your own if you wish, in the interest of time. And I'm assuming the interest or lack thereof from some of our users, myself included, I am not going to demo that part of the app. Mood message. Happy Friday. It's Friday, and so that's my mood message. But if we double tap... Text field is editing. Word mode. Happy Friday. We can change it. Unfortunately... Quebec. I flicked right one time, and we go right into the on-screen keyboard. So there's no select all button or remove button. So we'll flick back right to get back into the text field. Text field is editing. Word mode. Happy Friday. And I'm going to go ahead and double tap and hold the delete button to get rid of this. Delete. Happy Frida. A. D. Capital H. There it goes. Now, I'm a lazy guy, in case any of you haven't noticed. But I do want to change my mood message. I'm going to go ahead and dictate a short mood message. Please ask before calling, comma. I may not be able to voice chat, period. Thank you, exclamation point. Inserted please ask before calling. I may not be able to voice chat. Thank you. So it did insert it. Now I can flick to the left to the... Done button. Or I can flick one more time if I really don't feel like changing my mood message to that. Mood message. 
Had to cancel button. Okay, so just two more times. I'm a liar. So I'll flick back to the right two times to get me to the done button. Done button. I'll double tap. Back button. And we're returned to the previous screen. With every screen in this app, you have the back button, which is located in the upper left corner of the screen, which is really good because you can use the scrub gesture with two fingers from left to right to left, if you wish, or at least you always know where to find the back button. So let's start flicking to the right again. Scott, change profile picture, mood message. Please ask before calling. I may not be able to voice chat. Thank you. And as you see there, it was changed. I'll flick right again. Status, offline button. Aha, uh -huh. there is our status. We can modify that by double tapping. Back button. And there are a few different options. I'm going to set my status to away. But I'll show you all the different options that we have. There aren't that many. Status. Online. Button. Away. Button. Do not disturb. Button. Invisible. Button. Selected. Offline. So I'm set to offline, but I'm going to change it to away. Away. Button. Back. Button. And again, we're returned to the previous screen. So let's keep going down this menu. Let me tap on the screen and see if I can get us close to where we are. Skype credit, $9.95 button. What do you know? That was exactly correct where the next button is. And you can change your Skype credit and look at it from that area. And if you have payment information already entered, like your PayPal account or a card, you can add money to your balance that way. My account button. You can look at your account and modify your profile. Settings. Button. Double tap. Back. Button. Settings. Chat notifications. Heading. Push notifications. On. Button. You'll receive message notifications even when Skype is closed. All these buttons that are either set to on or off, if you double tap them, they will switch statuses. So, for example, if we double tapped on this push notification setting, it would get turned off. I don't personally want to do that, so I won't, but that's what will happen. In-app notifications. On button. So if you're in the app and you're in another chat window, for example, or you're in the process of a phone call and you get a chat message, if you turn this off, when the app is in focus, you will not be notified of new chat messages or new incoming calls. In-app sounds. On button. If you're in the app, similarly with this setting, you will not hear any sounds when you're actually having the app in focus. Again, another setting that if you're in a voice chat or if you're using Skype out to make a phone call, you might like that so that you're not getting disturbed. You could always set your status to do not disturb and that would pretty much accomplish the same thing, but it's always good to have more options. Other heading, advanced button. And here we have the advanced button. Back, advanced heading. Direct connections only, off button. When you enable direct connections only, your IP address will be kept hidden when you call people who aren't on your people list. This may delay your call setup time. And that's it. They could have just stuck that in the settings and not made you go into another menu, but anyway, I'll scrub to go back. Back button. And we're back in the settings screen, but we're done with that, so I'm going to go back again. Up, back, button. And now let's look at the last option in this particular screen. More menu, button. The more menu button. Help, button. 
The help button is located in the upper left corner of the screen. This is one of the few instances where you don't have the back button located in the upper left corner. And if you want to get help, if you want to read, say, for example, some of the Skype user documentation, you can do that here. Uh, just bear in mind that it's not written for voiceover users, it's written for people in the mainstream. About button. If you want to find out what version of Skype you're running and terms of service and all that kind of stuff, you can find that in here. Send feedback button. If you want to contact Skype, that's the place to do it within the app. Sign out button. Sign out, which I wish was actually a centralized feature that was available from anywhere within the app. Say, for example, you're somebody who runs multiple accounts as I do. It would be very handy to be able to quickly sign out of one account and into the other. I can see why they may not want you to do that, but personally, uh, I have an account for professional purposes and I have an account for personal use, and there may be people I don't want on both for various reasons. And we'll flick right one more time to get to the final option here. Cancel button. And you have the cancel button there, which in this case is the equivalent to going back without making any changes. So I'll go ahead and double tap that. More menu button. And we're done with this menu, so you can guess what I'm going to do. My info away button. And that's it for that particular option. Now if we flick right. Four new notifications. Again, we can't do anything with that. Selected recent button. We already know what that does. Favorites button. Let's have a look at the favorites option. Selected favorites. Of course, as I told you before, the view of what we have here will change underneath the three buttons. If we flick right, we'll still see that we have our people button. People button. I'll keep going down. Alex online. These are people that I have added to my favorites. Athletic Michael Hand add favorites button. We have the add favorite button, but we're not done. Dial pad. Button. If you want to call a particular phone number, for example, you could do that. You could also go ahead and enter a Skype name, I believe. Start a new chat button. Same idea. More menu button. And the more menu. So let's go ahead and look at Alex. He is the first person in my favorites at this time. Aclatus. Alex online. Back button. 05-04-623p. So what we have here is the history of things that have occurred. It goes back to May. It's now September, so it's been about four months since we first started chatting or whatever it was that we were doing on Skype. And the history will be displayed for you underneath the history. Incoming. Missed call. Alex. Open media menu. Alex. Online. Button. We have the online button or whatever uh, status he happens to be. Open media menu button. If you want to send a file or something, you can go in there and do it. It's fully accessible. Type a message here. Text field. Self-explanatory. Show emoticons button. You can select one of those and it will insert into wherever you happen to be in the chat window where your voiceover cursor is. Video call button. We can video call him. Call button. Call him. More menu button. Or there's more. Let's start with the more button, since we're already here. Remove from favorites button. So if I wanted to remove Alex from my favorites, just double tap that and he's gone. 
Add participants button. So we can create a group by adding a participant to this particular contact, in this case, Alex. So whoever I added to this would be included with Alex in a group. Profile button. If we want, we can check out profile and a few other options in here. Let's go ahead and do that. I'll double tap. Back, Alex. Skype name. You're not going to get a Skype name, sorry. Language, English. Country slash region, U.S. Button. There's a button here. It's unlabeled. And when you double tap it, it goes away. Country slash region, U.S. It went right back to the uh, country slash region. I double tapped on it. Now if we flick right. Favorite button. There's the favorite button, but when you double tap on it, it doesn't do anything. I don't quite understand what that is all about. I, I assume it's an issue with voiceover and how voiceover renders it. So I double tapped it. It did nothing. My guess is that it's supposed to say that it's dimmed because he's already a favorite, but, you know. I could be wrong. You know, this update's been out for about 24 hours, and I've been using it, but I don't know every little nook and cranny. Close, but not quite. So if I flick right again... More menu button. That is the last option, the more menu, which will allow us to do some interesting things. Let's double tap. Block button. Alex has been pretty nice to me lately. I think I'll keep him on my contact list for now. Remove contact button. As I said, I'll keep him on my contact list for now, which not only means that I'm not going to block him, I'm also not going to remove him. If I flick right one more time... Cancel button. We have cancel, so I'll go ahead and double tap. More menu button. And we're returned to the previous screen, which we're done with, so I'm going to go ahead and go back. Back button. And now... 05 slash 04. Where, where we were before where the history is displayed at the top. I'll go ahead and tap below the history. Alex, online, button. There we go. And so now let's keep going to the right. Open media menu, button. Type a message here, text field. Let's go ahead and send Alex a chat message. I'm going to double tap. Type a message here, text field. Is editing, and ag mode. And again, I'm gonna dictate, cause I'm lazy. Hi Alex, comma, it's Scott, period. I'm recording a podcast, comma, and whether you like it or not, comma, this message is going to be included in it, period. I hope you're having a good Friday, exclamation point. Inserted, hi Alex, it's Scott. I'm recording a podcast, and whether you like it or not, this message is going to be included in it. I hope you're having a good Friday. We have on the screen here, the on-screen keyboard in its normal place, and if I... Go right above the letter P. Send button. There's the send button. I'll double tap. Send. Dimmed. And off it goes. If I flick left. Show emoticons button. One more time. Type a message here. Text field. Okay, Is one more time. We're open media menu. Alex, online button. Open media menu. Alex, Scott. Hi, Alex. It's Scott. I'm recording a podcast. And whether you like it or not, this message is going to be included in it. I hope you're having a good Friday, 6.48 p.m. And so there we have the message that I sent to Alex. Let's go ahead and go beyond this. Alex, open media, type a message, show emoticons, send, dimmed, Quebec. And we then have... Return. Just the keyboard. 
because it assumes that since we did a chat, that that's what we want to do. I'm going to go ahead and back out of here. My info, away, button. And of course, we're now returned to the main screen with our favorites list button selected. For recent, selected, people, Alex, online. We can do any of these items that we wish with the favorites menu, no matter which favorite contact you're on. But let's go ahead and add somebody to the favorites list. Aplatus, Michael Hamm, add favorites button. Go ahead and double tap on that. Text field is editing word mode. While this is not in the upper left corner of the screen, it's sort of at the top and in the center, I guess. I can type in a username or a name of somebody that's in my contact list here, which I'll do. I'll go ahead and type, uh, hmm, let's see, who could I add? I'm going to add Thomas, I guess. So. Tango. Capital T. Bravo. Hotel. H. Oscar. O. Mike. M. Alpha. A. I can keep typing if I wish and get his full name, and it will narrow it down, of course, to that one contact. And it's only one letter in this case, but usually, depending on who you're looking for, you can type the first three or four letters and then tap above the virtual keyboard, kind of to the right of it. Thomas Donville, online. Actually, that was to the left. I tried right. It didn't work, but it did when I tapped above the keyboard to the left. It found our fine friend, Thomas. I'll go ahead and double tap on Thomas and add him to my favorites. A, J, online. And once you do that, it goes to the first username instead of the text field so that you can add multiple people at a time. The text field is still there, but if you flick around, you're not going to find it. You actually have to find it uh, with your finger by touching the screen. Abigail, capital A. Okay, so we have our first contact there. Abigail, A, capital A. Abigail, A, capital text field is editing, word mode. So it's pretty much in the upper third of the screen is where the text field is then and in the center if you wish to type in another search or as you saw there we were in my contact list and it will allow you to double tap and find individuals and keep adding them until you're done that said one thing that would be nice to have in the voiceover way of doing things here would be to you notice that it said capital a and I think that's supposed to be a heading, but for whatever reason, voiceover is not treating it as such. So the only way to really even semi-quickly scroll through a list of all of your contacts, if you don't wish to use the search button, is to scroll up and down with three fingers until you find the individual you want. But I'm done with this. There's no point in really adding more people and boring you all further. Let's go ahead and flick left a few times until we get to the done button. Done button. Okay, one time. I don't know how to count. That's uh, that's the conclusion that I'm drawing from this particular podcast. I'll double tap. My info. Away button. And we'll return now to our familiar... Well, I'd like to think of it as familiar. We've looked at it enough. The favorites screen. Four new notifications. Recent button. Selected. Favorites. 
button. Let's keep going. I want to verify that Thomas has indeed been added to my favorites. People button. Alex online. Aplevis. Michael Hansen. Thomas Domville online. There he is. Add favorites button. We can add another favorite if we wish. Of course, we have the same exact screen that we had before. There is one more thing that I want to show you here in the favorite screen. I'm going to go ahead and go back to Thomas's name. Thomas Domville online. So Thomas is here and he's online. I'm going to go ahead and go in here because there's one other thing that I wanted to show you before we move on to actually making calls here and sending other, uh, for example, voicemails. Unfortunately, we can't do that. So I'm going to go ahead and double tap on Thomas's name here. Back button 07 slash 08. And of course, we have our screen here where we can look at history. The most recent items. I'm going to go ahead and go underneath that. Thomas Domville, open media menu button. Type a message here. Show emote video call. call. More menu. We'll go into the more menu. Remove add participants button. And let's go ahead and go into the add participants button. Text field is editing word mode. And as you'll notice here, we have the same exact interface that we had previously, but the difference being. The only difference being that I can set up a group chat with another user, like I was saying earlier. And then if we flick left. Done. Dimmed. Button. Done is, of course, dimmed because we haven't added anybody. One more to the left. Add participant cancel. Button. Two more to the left. I told you I can't count. Is the cancel button. I'll go ahead and double tap that. Back. Button. And I am returned to Thomas's menu. I'm going to go to double tap again. My info. Away. Button. And now we're in the main screen. Now there's one more tab that we are going to explore. It's not going to take very long because it's very similar to what we had in our favorites. Again, that's what I like about this app is that the interface is really easy. So for example, if you learn how to use your favorites and you know how to do that, then you can move on to managing your actual contacts a little easier. I'm going to go ahead and tap the people button. People button people button in this particular case is located in the upper right quadrant of the screen right over to the right edge of the iPhone screen but closer to the top I'll double tap selected people now let's go right by flicking search field you can do a search for a contact if you wish and it'll pull up just like it did with the favorites people list filter Skype contacts button and before we get to our list of contacts, we have the ability to filter them. All contacts button. Skype contacts button. Online contacts button. And finally, cancel button. Cancel if you don't want to use any of those options. So let's go ahead and make a call. I'm not going to actually call a person. I'm going to call myself because I, I don't talk to myself enough. Uh, and the reason I'm doing that is so that I can demonstrate for you the call menu. Once you have placed a call, you know, the different options that you have available. I'm going to go ahead and double tap cancel. Selected. People. Search field. Table index. Adjustable. And the other thing I did want to mention before we actually move on is that in this case, we have a nice organized list of contacts. You heard there the table index. A. Heading. And we also have headings, so if you want to navigate your contact list that way, you can turn the rotor to headings and flick up and down that way.
dial pad button. Now here at the bottom, we have uh, the dial pad like we had in the favorites, and we also have... Start a new chat button. More menu button. The same options, including the dial pad, from before. Now I'm going to go ahead and place a phone call, and then I'm going to walk you through very quickly the call menu. Dial pad button. There's the dial pad. It's located in the lower left part of the screen. Phone number, plus one. And we have the ability to dial a number. If I flick right... Address book, button. We can use the iPhone's address book if we wish. Again, this is only going to work for you if you actually have Skype out credit or a Skype out subscription. Country code picker, United States, plus one. Button. Once you're here on the country code, if you wish to change that, you have to double tap it. Select country slash re select country slash region heading. And I'm flicking right. Table index adjustable. And we have a nice table index if you wish to select from that. If you know the letter of the country you wish to change it to, you can quickly jump to it. So, say for example, you wanted to call Ireland, uh, you'd flick down to the letter I, and it's, it does have headings here. A heading and double tap it and then it would fill in your country code for you and you could go ahead and dial like you're right in that country I'm going to go ahead and go back phone number plus one I did retain my US country code because that's what I had I'm going to go ahead and dial uh, my Google talk number now but I'm going to actually only dial the first couple of numbers because I don't want tons of people pranking me <laughs> Uh, it is the standard dial pad. You can flick through it if you wish. It does uh, go through 1 through 0 and, of course, includes pound and star. Or if you know where your dial pad is, it's the same as iOS. Zero, eight, five. Okay, and I'll lift my finger. Five. five one. Go up and to the left. One. One. Eight. Five. Six. Six. And you get the point. I'm going to go ahead and pause the recording and finish dialing now. Okay, so I've finished dialing the number, and below that, just like on the iPhone, phone app, star. We have the star, and then zero and pound, and then under zero, call button. We have call. Now, if we go to the right, nothing. Hash zero. And we go back to the left, we again have our dial pad. So I'm going to go ahead and press call. Call button. Skype culture plots. Five. Hello. You state your name after the tone, and Google Voice will try to connect you. A Skype test call. The Google subscriber you have called is not available. Please leave a message after the tone. This is awesome. I'm leaving myself a voicemail. So now that we are in the call window, let's take a look at what we have here. We have... Call duration, 53 yes. The call duration. Speaker phone is turned off, button. You can turn the speaker phone on if you wish. Call unmuted, button. You can mute the call. Dial pad, button. If you need your dial pad, there it is. Add participants. Button. Now you can add a participant. So, like, let's say you wanted to call another phone number, or if you wanted to add somebody in your contacts list, I'm not going to do that. I don't have enough bandwidth right now. But if you wanted to do that, you could. And call button. 
And then the last option is, of course, end call. But you don't have to be on the end call button to actually end the call. You can double tap with two fingers. But let's say I'm not in the app. I'm going to hit the home button. Home. Messages. For unread messages. And let's see if it works. Nope, it doesn't. So you, unread messages. you have to actually be in the app to use double tap with two app fingers. Switcher. Home. Skype. Running. Skype. Go back. Run. Skype call with plus. One, five, one, six, back, button. And uh, we can do other things by going back, of course. I'm going to do the double tap with two fingers now that we're in the app. And uh, there it goes. It hung it up. Back, button. Now that we have called this number, you heard that we're on a back button. That is for a reason. I'll go ahead and flick to the right. Friday, 7.02 p.m. Outgoing. Call. You're not going to get my phone number. Let me flick right again. Plus one five one six three. Open media menu. Dimmed button. Obviously, you're not going to send a media file to a phone number. Type an SMS here. Text field. You could send an SMS if you wanted. Show emoticons button. And use emoticons in that text. Call button. We could call it again. More menu button. And we have a more menu here as well. And take a guess at what kind of stuff we're going to see. Add to favorites button. You can also add phone numbers to your favorites. Profile button. Profile options are slightly different because it's not a Skype contact. Delete chat button. We can delete this history item. Cancel button. And cancel. Let's actually go back to the profile button. Profile button. Double tap. Back button. And we do have some similar options here. Of course, not all of them. Plus one five empty list button. Favorite button. Empty list. Favorite button. More menu button. That's kind of silly, but okay. Those are the only options we have. We're on the more menu, which is the last option. I'll double tap. Block button. And we have our familiar more menu here from before. Cancel button. Block button. Obviously, we can't remove this number from our contacts because it's not in there, so that option is not available, but the block button is available. And, uh, of course, then we have... Cancel button. And that's it. So I'll do, go ahead and double tap. More menu button. And for fun, let's go ahead and call a Skype contact really quick. Of course, I need to get out of here. I'll do the scrub gesture again. Back button. Four new notifications. Recent favorites selected. People button. Let's say I want to call the Skype call testing service. Search field. People list filter. Skype contacts button. Table index adjustable. A. Let's go ahead and navigate our way to Echo 123. Bravo, Charlie. Delta, Echo, I'm selected. I was flicking down there. E. E underscore hunt Echo slash sound test service. Online. There it is. I'll double tap. Back. Zero. Outgo. Echo slash open. Show emoticon. Call. Button. And I will double tap on call. 
Skype call to Echo slash sound test service. Hello, welcome to Skype call testing service. After the beep, please record a message. Afterwards, your message will be played back to you. I want to talk to somebody other than myself. I'm hoping that somebody will answer me at this contact. Um, I don't know. Am I asking for too much or what? I want to talk to somebody oh other God. than myself. I'm hoping that somebody will answer me at this contact. Um, Skype call with Echo. I just double tapped with two fingers to Back. Button. hang up. And we are... Back in the screen where we were previously, that looks exactly like when I called the phone number. So that is a demonstration, a fairly thorough one, of the Skype app for iOS in its current state. I hope that you have found this demonstration helpful and that Skype will continue to improve on their accessibility. So until next time, this is Scott Davert saying so long, everybody. Screen lock. All of us here on the Main Menu staff work hard every day to make sure we're covering all of the technology that you may request. We are always looking at the latest technology news and product releases and attempt to bring you the latest and the best coverage of all new accessible products. If you think we've missed something or you have a certain product that you want to make sure we review, or if there's something we have not yet covered that you're curious about, please let us know and we will do our best to cover whatever it is that you suggest. To contact us, you can fill out the contact form on our website or find our email address or Twitter info on our website as well to get in contact with us. Our website is at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Please contact us with any ideas that you have for the program so that we can continue to be the best radio show covering assistive technology on the internet. And thank you for listening to Main Menu on ACB Radio Mainstream, where your listening is our business. Well, we do want to thank you for being with us this week here on Main Menu and hope you'll join us back here again next week on Main Menu. You have a great week and we'll see you soon here on Main Menu.